Can we pray for you? Yes, yeah, sure. Let's, let's just pray. I just want us to... Um, I, I, I want to say that I've known love all of my life, and it's such a wonderful, but I, that won't be the, entirely the truth. <laughs> I remember when we, when we met love and, 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 and Laura for the first time, although we were in a church plant, a, a similar church plant in Somerset West at the time, there was something about you guys planting at the time in Kailicha that was for us, that was church plant. This was like, this is, this is the rough, rough, and I remember we had an, an opportunity to outreach to there one Sunday morning. And it was probably the closest to proper church plant, because I don't know, the Somerset West guys, by the time that we were there, there was already a group of 20 guys there, and it, it felt very organized, and they were there, and you know, and so... There was something different with, with, with when we visited there, and it was almost like this real knowing of Lord, this is this is this is tough stuff. It's not just hey, we're gonna open up like a hockey. We've got our sound equipment in the front. It's it's tough stuff. That's right. Yeah. And I want to honour you guys. How long have, has it been since you planted as well? Five five years. Five today. years. So you five years like, today. And it was just today. So it's actually your your, your anniversary. Yeah. So I want to just honour you and, and, and Laura for uh, for yeah just being pioneers. I think you were one of the first guys within the Josh team when they were still probably fifteen or something. One of the first pioneers to start planting and starting that fire of planting churches amongst us. And I want to honor you guys for being faithful. We look up to you. And uh, so, yes, thanks for being faithful. Let's, let's just pray. Father, we just want to thank you for, for this man, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the beautiful gifting that you have placed in him, Lord. We pray that that gifting, Lord Jesus, will also uh, just uh, preach to us this morning, Lord. Reach our hearts this morning through your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. And that it will, there will be an impartation, Lord, of the, of the faith, Lord, in the trust, Lord, in the journey, in the love that He has for you. And that that will impart on us as well today, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that, that He comes to us not as a guest speaker, Lord, but as a Father in the house. And we listen this morning to what you want to say through Him. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And, um, yeah, we bring greetings from Kalicha congregation and uh, they uh, wish they could be here as well with us. And, um, but we, um, we are so grateful and uh, thank you for the privilege and the honor to come and serve uh, with you guys this morning. And uh, we trust that Jesus is here this morning and he will speak to us. And uh, God knows where we find ourselves this morning. No matter where you are, He knows where you are. And I believe that He wants to speak to you. He wants to minister to you this morning because He's a God who cares. And when He was teaching us how to pray in Matthew chapter 6, there is a part that He says that uh, give us uh, our daily bread. Meaning to say that He's concerned about our, our circumstances. He's concerned about our needs. He's a God who cares. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And um, so, yeah, um, yeah, Holy Spirit, we just want to welcome you in this place. We want to welcome you. And um, we acknowledge you. We depend upon you. You have the words that are spirit and that are life. Only you carry the anointing that breaks every yoke. And you are the one who opens our eyes of understanding that we may see Jesus for who he is. That we may worship 
Now, Father, with all our hearts and all our strength, and uh, we love you this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. And um, so it was a great time at the conference to those that um, uh, were privileged to be there. And um, it was so awesome to hear different speakers speaking. And um, God spoke to us and ministered to us through them. And uh, just a reminder, and uh, maybe to those that were not there, um, the speakers, what they spoke, um, the first one was that um, our life's purpose is to exist for him. We live to glorify his name. It's not about us, but we are here even this morning to lift up his name higher and to declare that God, you are good, to declare that God, you are faithful, to declare that God, you are holy. And to declare that you are a dependable God, we can depend upon you. And um, that's what our God is. Hallelujah. And um, the other speaker spoke and said that we are called uh, to be different. And uh, we are people of the way. And uh, we are different from the people in the world. The way they live is totally different to how we live. And we have been called to live in a different way. That honors and glorifies our God. Hallelujah. And um, the third one was that we ought to live a life worth of our calling. Hallelujah. Uh, Every one of us here, no matter you might not be a preacher, but every one of us, we have a calling. God has, uh, no one was um, or is on this earth by accident. Our parents might have told us that, well, we didn't plan you, but God had you in mind. Uh, according to Psalm 139, the Bible says that when you were still in your mother's womb, he was knitting you, he knew you before your mother, before everyone. So there is, you are not a mistake. And uh, God has a purpose for each and every one of us. And uh, uh, UN spoke to us and said that God has more for us than what you can expect. Um, What you are desiring or what you are trusting God for is nothing compared to what God has. Uh, According to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9, the Bible says that God has prepared the things that the eye has not seen, no ear has ever heard. Neither has the heart of man conceived it. That's how much God has designed or prepared for our lives. And um, we are called of God. And uh, I remember when I went to the Bible college, um, our lecturer at one time, he asked us, how many of of you and asking us in the class who has a calling? And uh, people, we raised our hands and then he says that, why do you say that God has called you? Why do you say that I have a calling upon my life? Some of us were saying, oh, someone told me I had a prophecy and things like that. He said, those things will be challenged. You must know that God has called you in your heart because if you have that rooted and grounded in you, a person today, they can uplift you and they can say, oh, I see the calling of God upon your life. And tomorrow they can say, I don't see the calling anymore. But if you know that it is God that has called you, uh, Ephesians 2.10 says that God, we are his workmanship created for his own good works. And so there is a calling already there. So you don't need 
Yes, it's good for us to have a, 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 someone who comes and speaks prophetically upon us. But according to the scriptures already, we are all called. Hallelujah. So considering all these things and maybe the dreams that God has given you, prophetic words that have been spoken, things that God has spoken to us through the conference, uh, when we come down to it now, this is the work that we need to see. And uh, there is a uh, responsibility that rests upon us mightily. And this responsibility is to see these things to come to pass. And, uh, but the, the key ingredient of these things to come to pass is faith. Yeah. And um, it's very important for each and every one of us to understand that it's not by our power, it's not how intelligent we are. And uh, I often say that uh, if God um, has called you to do something, um, if you feel you are qualified, uh, I doubt it very much. <laughs> for, for us, when we were sent to plant in Kalicha, we didn't feel qualified. We didn't feel, even though I went to Bible college, it's not enough. And um, so I have a sense this morning that God wants to, um, in other words, to breathe life into our faith, that our faith is strengthened, we are, our faith is restored, and uh, that we will be able to walk and, and believe God for what he wants to do through your life and my life as well. In Matthew chapter 10 verse 27, um, oh, Mark, sorry, my, my, my mistake. Mark 10 verse 27, it says that Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. What God has said about you and what you are believing for at times, it's, when we look at it, humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. All things are possible with God. With men, it is difficult, it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Yes. Hallelujah. And the only way we see um, uh, things coming to pass is through faith. I often say to people that the faith is the currency of heaven. In South Africa, we use South African rand to buy uh, whatever we need from the shops. It for us to access the things that are in heaven that God has spoken over us, it's only through faith. Faith is the currency of heaven. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, the Bible there encourages us to say that so you see, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that he is God. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. And that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. And if we decide that we are going to believe God, even for Grabo, that the souls in this area, we want to believe God, that God, as he said, that he loves Grabo. And because he loved Grabo, he gave his son to die for them on the cross. And we are going to believe that every man will be saved in this, in this area. Then God is pleased with our faith. That's our currency that we are placing before God. That we have the currency to win souls in this in this place. Amen. Hallelujah. We are called to live and operate by faith. In um, Second Corinthians chapter five verse seven, it says that for we 
uh, do not walk according to what we see or what we hear, no matter how we, we feel. But it's all about faith. Faith, faith, faith. Hallelujah. The time that um, we got married in 2018 and um, the 1st of September, just before our wedding date, I think it was two weeks before we got married, I had a dream. So in this dream, I was, told, I was being told at that time, um, you need to go and plant a church as soon as possible. It was kind of emergency. So I shared with my fiancé then and uh, said, oh, I think in the future we are going to plant a church. So um, two weeks later, the leaders came and said that, we know that you haven't, got, you haven't married yet, but uh, we want you to consider plant, planting a church as soon as you get married. <laughs> and uh, for me, um, I'm a dreamer. And God speaks to me more in dreams. Even in the afternoon at times, I feel tired, wanting to sleep. I know that God wants to speak to me. So I go and lie down and he gives me dreams. So in that, I knew that God, and that's what God wants us to do. So I shared with my fiance then, and she was saying, oh, how, how is it possible? We might get married, and then uh, a World War III will break out into our marriage, and uh, we won't be able to plant. So I said, but I believe that this is God. And so we said yes to the leaders. So the 1st of October, they asked us to plant just a month after we got married. And uh, so we went into Kalicha, and uh, myself, I'm a Zimbabwean, and uh, I'm still learning to speak Kosa. So we were sent to go and plant a church in a Kosa uh, a community. My wife, as you can see, she's wise, she's from PE. And um, so we go when they unqualified. We are not the right candidates for us to plant in Kalicha. In Kalicha. Uh, they are, you would say that you need a Kosa to go and plant. But God is actually, the Bible says that his eyes are looking through, uh, to and fro so that he can express, he can show himself strong on our behalf. He is looking for people that say that I'm not qualified. I don't have it. Uh, unless you move, you only, when you do it, yes, it can be done. That was our situation. And we went into Kalicha. And praise God, it's five years now, the church didn't die. <laughs> it, the church is moving on. And um, God has been gracious to us, and we actually had a merge, which is um, uh, unheard of in our township contexts. Uh, it doesn't happen. So we had a merge, and we now have uh, a Tosa elder on our team, who understand the culture and the people and that's why today I'm able to come this side and he's taking care of that side. <laughs> Praise God. So God made it possible because we believed God. We thought you are the one who has called us. You are the one who wants to plant the church in Kalicha. It wasn't our desire that we want to plant. It would have been nice for us to spend time and uh, enjoy the, the, the time of us being married at that time. But we decided to seek God first. And I tell you, we don't regret it. Uh, as we sought the kingdom of God first, we put his uh, kingdom first before our marriage, before us. Usually people say you must get to know each other. We placed him first. 
And uh, there was so much grace upon us that it was easy. We never sort of like have World War Three. It never happened. <laughs> it was all rosy in our marriage because we placed him first. And his grace and his mercy has been upon our lives. So how do we activate or strengthen our faith? Uh, this morning when uh, Willem was uh, leading us in prayer there, he was almost like uh, preaching the message that I was going <laughs> to preach. And um, so yeah, let us first of all establish this truth. Um, it's not mine, but Romans chapter 12 verse 3. He says that as God's messenger, it was Paul speaking, he says that I give each of you this warning. Be honest in your estimate of yourself, measuring your value by how much faith God has given you. There we are being told that each and every one of us has been given a measure of faith. So no one can say that I don't have faith. It is there. If we study our, uh, our, the life of our father of faith, Abraham, we realize that he was a man of faith. One thing that was key for his life was because he was a friend of God. He had a relationship with God. Hallelujah. In James chapter 2, verse 23, um, there we are told that he saw, and, and so it happened just as the scripture said. Abraham believed God, so God declared him to be righteous. He was even called the friend of God. That's the title that the Bible gives to our father of faith. And uh, which means to say that if you want strong faith, your relationship with God is the key Amen. thing. And that once that is in place, for me to be able to receive the dreams from God, I spend more time with God, I cultivate my heart and by maybe worship, reading the Bible, but I'm preparing. It's a relationship. And then God is able to minister to me and give me dreams and tell me what he wants to do. And then I'll be able now to activate and believe God that God wants to plant a church in Kalicha. And he has told me. And so now I have faith. It's not something that I'm making up for myself to say, oh, I want to go and plant in Kalicha so that I, people can see me, that I'm a, I'm a pioneer, I can plant churches. So I'm believing what he wants to do. I'm actually riding on his dream. And that makes my faith strong. And I know that I can depend upon him. Hallelujah. But Jesus is our best model who modeled this powerful life of faith so well for us. For us. He is the one which walked in miracles. He changed water into wine. He is the one who raised the dead from, um, from uh, gave life to the, those who were dead. For example, in Mark chapter 5, there is a story of a man called Jairus who came, comes to Jesus and says, My daughter is at the point of death. Would you come and lay your hands on her? And Jesus said that, let us go. As they were going, and um, the woman of the issue of blood came and uh, distracting Jesus, they delayed. By the time a news came while they were still on the way and said that your daughter is dead, don't bother bringing the master home anymore. But Jesus said that only believe. Even though your dream maybe is dead, 
your situation seems dead, but only believe because our master, he is the one who is a lord over the dead, is lord over the life. Whether things are dead, he can bring them to life once again. And Jesus went there to that dead child and said, Talita Kuma, and said, rise up. And uh, he ro she rose up and she came back to life once again. This is the Jesus that we worship. He is our way maker. He is a miracle working God. He is the one who opened the, blind, the eyes of the blind people like Batimas who cried and said, Lord, have mercy upon me. I want to see. This Jesus opened, operated in this faith that he could open the eyes of the people. Even the, uh, his own clothing, that woman who touched the hem of his garment was healed because uh, of the faith that he was operating in. So one would argue and say that, well, Jesus was the son of God and that's why he operated in this measure of faith and walking in these miracles. We see his disciples as well operating in these miracles. And... Um, it was not only limited to Jesus, but also to his disciples as well. They experienced the power of miracles and they experienced the, uh, the faith that Jesus walked in. In, John, uh, in Acts chapter 3, we see Peter and John. As they were walking to go to prayer, uh, Peter and John, they met a man who was uh, lame from, dead, from birth and uh, he could not walk. He was begging and wanting money. But Peter and John, they say, such as we have. We don't have money, but we carry something. And you and I, we carry something. As long as you have Jesus in you, you carry something. As Willem was saying that, when we speak, uh, there is something that is happening in the realm of the spirit. You are not ordinary because of Jesus in us. And they say that with what such we have, rise up and walk instantly. His muscles became strong. He started leaping up and down and praising God because God had healed him. And we see that Jesus was now, even the disciples was walking in the same anointing or the grace that was upon Jesus. So it's not just limited to Jesus alone, but we are also candidates to experience miracles and the supernatural in our lives. In Acts chapter 9, Peter was called to say that there is a woman called Dorcas that had died. Dorcas was making dresses for people. They said, look at these dresses. This woman has been so good to us. It's not um, fair for her to die. And Peter came and he prayed for her and she came back to life. So it was not only Jesus that raised the dead, the disciples also raise the dead. But the key is faith. So Jesus' life, actually when we read the Gospels, we can see a clear picture of what it is that carried or that caused him to walk in faith and was able to move in power even such that his clothes alone would heal people and that even when without just by speaking without going to a place just like that centurion uh, man came, that came to him and said that my servant is healed only speak while we are here and my servant will be healed there 
that Jesus, we see in the scriptures, I want us to look at John chapter 5. Um, okay, uh, I'll read this one. John chapter 5, my mistake, I think I missed it. John chapter 5, verse 19 and verse 13, New Living Translation. Jesus said that, so um, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. I can do nothing on my own. I judge God as God tells. Therefore, my judgment is just because I carry out the will of God who sent me, not my own will. So it was not just his agenda. He was not going to open people's eyes for people to see that he has power. But he was in a relationship with the Father. And he sees what the Father is doing and he did it on this earth. It's to establish what God wanted him to do on this earth. And it was, he was walking in this grace, this anointing and the miracles were happening because he had a personal relationship with God. That was key. And for us, for our faith to become strong, and for us to experience miracles, for us to experience the supernatural, we need to make sure that our relationship with God is in the right place. Guard it so jealously in your life. Hallelujah. Let us look in John chapter 11, verse 41 to 42, just to show how much relationship that he had. So in this um, uh, story, uh, verses before, Lazarus had died and he was already buried three days before. And Jesus, now he went with them to um, the burial place and he wanted to go and wake him up. So in verse 41 now, so they rolled the stone aside, Jesus had asked them, and then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, Thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I say it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so they will believe that you sent me. In other words, in this scripture, he is saying that God, Father, we have an intimate, a personal relationship to, between two of us. And um, out of this relationship, I can say, Lazarus, come forth and the Lazarus will hear and you come back to life because I have a relationship with you. There are other gospel of faith that is preached that you can name it and claim it, but the life or the type of faith that we see Jesus operating in is based on a relationship. There is a story that I had. Um, there was... Um, I don't know it to those that maybe have been to churches like AFM in uh, in Africa. You call it ah yes, yeah. And uh, so I gave my life into an AFM church. So usually um, on Sundays they have a time where they say items, and uh, it's a time and opportunity for you if you have a testimony to come and share your testimony. Or if you have maybe memorized the scripture, you want to come and share that I have been memorizing this scripture during the course of the week. Now I can say it and come and bring your item to the front. 
So a young man came and said that oh, I've been memorizing uh, Psalms 23 and uh, he came he uh, said Psalm 23 well the Lord is my shepherd from verse 1 right up to the end uh, verse 5 he did it so well without mistake he executed it so well and everyone was clapping hands and uh, one granny walked um, uh, weekly to the altar and she said amazingly I also was memorizing Psalm 23 I want to also um, come and share and uh, she studied the Lord is my shepherd and uh, as she continues she's missing some words and um, but at the end when she finished everyone was on their knees so the pastor's son goes to the father and say why is it that um, when the young man did some 23 everyone was clapping but when the woman did it and uh, she didn't do it so well. Her words were missing. She was missing some words. But everyone was on their knees. She said, and the, uh, the, pa- the father said, this young man, he knows about Jesus. And uh, people were clapping for him. But this woman, she knows Jesus. And Jesus knows him. And when she was talking about a master, the master didn't have a choice but to present himself in the church. And everyone saw Jesus when she was speaking. And everyone didn't have a choice but to kneel down and say, Lord, we acknowledge you this morning. We love you. And everyone was in tears because the master was present. It was a relationship. So, this morning, I'm not going to take long. The main key for our faith To walk in faith is our relationship with God. Relationship with God. I can never emphasize enough about uh, our relationship with God. That is what matters a lot. If you are going to believe God for anything, it's all about faith. I remember at one time um, when I was in England, Uh, My pastor was about to pray for someone who had come. She was believing God for a baby. And um, as as he was about to lay hands on her, um, God said that, ask her if she has, uh, if she's married. And uh, then she said, no, she's not married. And then said, God said, I cannot do that. And uh, so, Her relationship with God was not in the right place. And uh, she was not qualified to ask for what she was asking for because her relationship is broken. And when we find ourselves in the right place, we have the boldness to ask, even pray. If your relationship with God is not in the right place, you cannot pray. But if it finds itself in the right place, Then we have the boldness. James chapter 5 verse 16 says that the uh, prayer of a righteous man. Righteous means to say that you are in right standing with God. Your relationship with God is in the right place. So if you are in the right place with God, your your prayer carries power. And when you speak, when you are praying, you are praying with boldness. Because you believe that God, as I pray, I'm praying according to your will. You hear me and you answer me. 
and you have no doubt in you. But when your relationship is broken, when you are not properly aligned with God, when your heart is not in the right place, you are praying, but you are saying, I don't know whether God, I don't, I don't think he had me. Unbelief will be holding you down. In uh, Proverbs chapter 4, the Bible says that guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. And um, may I beg you this morning, don't allow even unforgiveness or bitterness to stay in your heart. You want your heart to be completely clear and clean before the Lord, pure before him, so that you'll be able to walk in strong and powerful faith. We are called to live by faith. The people in the world, they have means and ways of how to get about and find solution to their problem. The only way we can find a solution and the breakthroughs in our life is only faith. And the faith it can only operate if our relationship with God is in the right place. It is like when we gave our lives to the Lord, it's like we were given a new software. And this software operates by faith. The people in the world, they, in our African context, people go to wish doctors to get um, uh, help and to do whatever they want to do. But for us, who are called, who have believed that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, who have taken him to be our Lord and our Savior. The only way is faith. For that mountain that seems to be a mountain before you, you can only leap over it through faith. And uh, whether it is a financial situation, it's only by faith. As we believe God, that God owns everything on this earth. The Bible says in Psalm 24 verse 1 that the whole earth belongs to God and everything in it belongs to him. So we believe that our God is our source and our provider as Mark was sharing with us this morning. So it's only by faith. We don't go according to how our bank balance look like. We go according to, the, uh, to how great and how powerful our God is. He created the heavens and the earth. All the silver and the gold belongs to him. The businesses, they belong to him. Everything on this earth belongs to him. And our faith can only, we will be able to believe God for a breakthrough, whether it is in finances or whatever it is, whether it's healing, it's all by faith. In Mark chapter 2, when you read the story there, there is a story of a paralyzed man. The Bible says that the four friends went to carry him, to bring him where Jesus was. And it struck on me as I was reading that, that they, they could not get way to go into the room where Jesus was. So they opened up the roof. But Jesus, his first word was, um, your sins are forgiven. That's where he started. He didn't say that to be healed. He said your sins are forgiven. Which means to say that God is more interested about our relationship first before our physical needs. And your relationship with God is key. Make sure that your heart is in the right place. Once that is in the right place, then faith is it will work. You don't even need to... Um, to sort of like uh, pump up or do anything for your faith to grow. Simple faith, just like Jesus said, that the faith like a mustard seed will move mountains. 
because your relationship is in the right place. And this morning, as um, we come to an end, don't give the devil any room. And uh, for me, in my uh, five years that we have been married with my wife, uh, even if I'm in the wrong, I'm the one who starts, I, she can witness, I start to say I'm sorry. I want my relationship with Jesus to be in the right place. And uh, no man, no woman has, is worth to, to hinder, to delay what God has ordained for my life. I know that the people, they offend us, people hurt us. I'm not saying that it is, uh, they, they are right, they are wrong. But for your sake, for what God has for you, because of your destiny, forgive easily. Jesus forgave us. He said that we, we were dead in our sins, yet he died for us on the cross. Before we even say that I am sorry for what I did, he died for you and I. And Jesus would want us to forgive those that hurt us, even before they come to say I'm sorry. For the sake of your relationship with Jesus. Because there is, a, it's a fight, it's war. We are in war and we need a faith is our armor. Faith is our only thing that we can stand upon that will see us through to the end of the tunnel. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us close our eyes. Jesus, we love you. And uh, we bless you this morning. You are here because you have great plans for each and every one of us. And uh, you have called each and every one of us. There is great destinies among us here. There is great gifts among us here. And that you are going to use in, the, in our midst. And uh, there is great dreams that you have given to us, some of our brothers and sisters in this place. And you want those things to be fulfilled. And you are never late. And uh, nothing is, where, is able to hinder it because great and mighty you are. And so this morning we love you and we bless you. But your desire is that our hearts are rightly positioned. That our relationship with you, with you is in the right place. And so this morning... I don't know where you are, and uh, as I speak this morning, maybe you gave your life to Jesus before, and, um, but your relationship is, no, is not where it's supposed to be, and you want to make amends with Jesus this morning. You want to start to, start to running this race of faith, uh, but you want to make your relationship with God right. I want to... Uh, wherever you are sitting, if you can raise your hand so that we can pray together this morning. Uh, maybe someone hurt you, and you have been bitter in your heart, and uh, you, the, there's pain that has been caused in your heart. But this morning, Jesus would come and say, Forgive. For my sake, forgive. Uh, Jesus, when he was on the cross, people would crucify him. He said, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. The person who hurt you, they don't even know 
what they did to you. And so Jesus this morning would want your relationship and his, for you and him to have a good relationship so that you can walk and have adventure in the kingdom of God. If there is someone like that this morning that wants his relationship with Jesus to be restored and uh, maybe there is some pain in your heart, Jesus wants to minister to that this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, you can show by raising up your hand so that we can go on. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you. set the captives free um, to, to preach the gospel um, and you know he wants to he wants to do a work in our hearts but he also wants to do a work in our lives physically as well um, but yeah yeah during worship i was um, kind of getting this picture of where we kind of feeling like we're in a dark hole and like there's we're having like this fear and stress and anxiety and a scripture that I kind of felt is, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life. Of whom I shall be afraid of. And then basically, um, God is like, God is our light. I mean, basically, what we were talking about this morning about faith, you know. If you've got faith in God, He is going to show you that light at the end of the tunnel. So there is always a way with God. If you try to do things on your own, you can stay in the dark. So I really pray this morning that Father God, that you actually do shine light in everybody. You are our Lamb, Father God. And just fill us afresh with your spirit this morning, Father God. And have your way in this place. Have your way in this place. Bless us, Father God. In Jesus' name. Amen. On Friday night, I had a dream, and in the dream, um, there was somebody standing in front of me, and they had these um, thick sort of scabs on their head, and um, I had a thin, thin blade in my hand, and I was peeling away those scabs with the, with the um, blade, and I felt in that two parts. I felt first part that um, somebody who needed healing, perhaps you have something on the skull or even inside your brain and be diagnosed with something and God wants to be healed this morning. And the second part of that is that um, through the tithes, through the announcements, through the preach, the worship, uh, God has been speaking to you about something. And He wants to 
uh, come and uh, renew your mind in a way that you might be, you might have seen something in your life that's not right and you're not sure how to fix it, how to go about it, uh, but God is wanting to come and renew your mind uh, this morning. Yeah, so, you know, if, that, if that speaks to you, if there's anybody that that resonates with, uh, you can also come up, uh, if you're also bold, uh, has to come up and uh, pray for you as well. And if there is, like, like Love Paul said, anybody that feels like they would love their, they just want their relationship with the Lord restored, like there's a blockage there, um, and they just, they know that the Lord wants to raise them up, and the Lord is, is speaking to you, so yeah, you can, you can come up and pray with you as well. chapter 12, actually the Bible says that the accuser, uh, the devil is an accuser, he comes constantly to accuse us when we are in the wrong and he denies us to say that you cannot get this, you are not allowed to cross this limit, this boundary, you cannot go to the next level because you don't, you have something that you, that belongs to the enemy. And um, so this morning as we pray together, we just want to trust God that whatever it is, God will clean us, will wash us, and make us whiter than snow. And that the enemy will not have any legal ground that he can deny us, but he will find healing, will find restoration this morning. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you through the name of Jesus. We thank you. That you are loving God. You loved me and you sent your son to die for me on the cross. And uh, in Isaiah 1, verse 18, you said, I should come to you, even though my sins are red like crimson. You wash them whiter than snow. This morning, I acknowledge I am a sinner. I acknowledge I fall short of your standards. And this morning, I believe you are holy. You are my sanctifier. You are my redeemer. I ask you right now. Wash me, wash me by your precious blood. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us thank God for Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Father, we just want to thank you this morning as we prayed with uh, uh, our beloved uh, 